0: i'm live that's how you find out that you're at work that's how you find out just they say you're on man go does that happen to you that doesn't happen to you we are live on comedy schools radio Network.com. we are live on that's all we're live on so far we're live on youtube on uh, comedy schools and we're live on uh, facebook live uh good afternoon good evening uh uh, buenas noches buenos dias uh feliz navidad hi everybody and welcome to tony uh welcome to living on a thin line with tony visick i am tony visick we come to you every day at 2 p.m our time and whatever time you feel like watching your time because it's recorded recorded forever for posterity um we come to you. We are your daily distraction for all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. Uh, we come to you on three platforms Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com, uh, Facebook Live, and YouTube Comedy Schools channel. So, uh, three ways. Count them three. One, two, three. One, two, three. What are we listening for? Don't ask me Um We come to you three different ways. Uh, and we build the show around three things it is built around um you the audience and your questions and comments and the aforementioned uh, social media platforms and then uh, some little knickknacker doodad or memorabilia i've laid around the house here that i share with you and try to weave a story around and uh we recommend two artists or two pieces of music based on our vast Mighty, deep, extensive vinyl album collection, which I got to tell you is beginning to run a little thin. It's beginning to run a little thin. Uh, we have been on now for well over six months. And in those months, we have, uh, we've recommended you use like two records a day. Two records a day. And we maybe missed five days in those six months. And there's been a couple of days where we were actually in the vehicle or in another location and did not use a recording, but otherwise than that, two albums a day over six months, and we're running low on albums. Still have a few, <clears throat> and don't despair. Doesn't mean the end of the show. Doesn't mean that we'll run out of music to talk about because I have a uh, just as extensive a CD collection, and we're going to begin working through that uh, shortly. We've used a few CDs already. That's true. Anybody who's watching, going, "Hey, Tone." You've already used a few three, a few, a bleh. man, I wish I could cut that part. You've already used a few CDs. What the hey? Uh, it's true, but we haven't officially ended the album era and moved into the CD era. We just kind of are tripping over and visiting that neighborhood and then tripping on back. Uh, what's going on? For those of you that are going to bring it up, for those that are going to mention it, I am already quite aware that last night the Los Angeles Clippers continued a historic, historic collapse. And after being up three games to one against the Denver Nuggets, the who the hell are these guys, Denver Nuggets? They lost three games in a row. I believe it was three games in a row and are now eliminated. From the playoffs. This was going to be a historic occasion for the Los Angeles Clippers. It would have been the first time ever that they had made it to the third round. This was a team that was built and designed and paid to go on not only to the third round, but to the finals and to take home the NBA championship, and they collapsed. I'm not taking any away from the team or the players or the organization, Doc Rivers or anyone involved, even bad back Sam Cassell, who's on the coaching staff. And the last time I saw the Clippers in the finals was all the way back in, I think, 2006 when he was playing for the team. I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm just saying, man, that team is snake I love that team. I love that team for personal reasons. It's my team. It's my daughter's team. It's a team that we've always followed. It's a team that I've seen play well over 100 times live both here in the phoenix area and of course oftentimes in los angeles at staples center they are near and dear to my heart but i now know for sure what it's like to have been a chicago cub or boston red sox fan for decades and decades on end uh paul whitney says they did it to avoid the apocalypse they lost so we could all survive yes they did it for the greater good. Paul, don't think I didn't see your post on Facebook last night. Don't think I didn't see your little snarky post. None of them pointed at me, but I saw them, Paul. And I don't blame you. My, uh, I was uh, actually upstairs working. I was doing a session. Uh, I was working with an artist, uh, helping them uh, write uh, stand-up comedy. And I had scheduled that, uh, that session uh, weeks ago, not thinking there would even be a game seven in the second round. I they would dispatch Denver post haste. And when uh, I was finished and my wife downstairs could hear me, uh, she yelled upstairs, don't even come down. You don't want to see this. And I came down and they were down by like 12 or 15 points or less than two minutes ago. And you know what? Acceptance is the key. Acceptance is the key. I accept that there is a coronavirus pandemic in the world and I have just adjusted my life accordingly and I'm still of good cheer. (laughs) I accept that my beloved team, the Los Angeles Clippers, are snake bit. People go, what do you say, Tone? And this is going to be my final word on the subject for several months. What do you say when you witness something as epic as that. What do you say when you watch Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and all the other great players on that team just go flatter than a pancake? You know what I say? i tell you what I say. Wait till next year, all right? We are not giving up. L.A. Clippers for life. L.A. Clippers for life. They will play again. They will rise again like the like uh, out of the ashes, like a phoenix out of the ashes. They will come back. We're not making excuses. People go, well, you know, the pandemic. Hey, the, the Denver Nuggets won. The Lakers won. The Lakers won. We got this. We say we say Clippers for life. Darius Miles will carry for miles. He is the patron saint of the Los Angeles Clippers, and he's here with me. Clippers will always be in my heart. They will always No, my heart. Where is my heart? I don't know what that is over there. I think it's right here. I don't know where my heart is. (laughs) My heart was in my throat for uh, a little while in the game last night. Then I looked at it and went, wait a minute. Tone, you and the Clippers have been through this before. It's just a snake bit team. But next year, baby, next year is going to be our year. You wait. We're going to whip them all. We're going to beat them all. Next year, mark my words. 2021, that's the Clippers' year, and they will become the reigning NBA champions. Okay, all right, enough of that. Uh, Paul Morning says, Lakers should take care of the nuggets for you, but that probably doesn't make you feel any better. No, that makes me feel worse. That makes me sick. Sick to my stomach. Uh, You know what? But I'm going to say this, all right? My hat is off to the National Basketball Association. Man, they are under attack by every right-wing conservative, every queef and non weirdo every reactionary Trumpista, they all attack the NBA. Oh, and a bunch of, yeah, and you know, the NBA started getting attacked. The NBA started getting attacked by reactionary weirdos years ago as, uh, um, you know, at one time there were no African-Americans in the NBA, and then there were a few, okay, just a few. And as the NBA became one of the most, more progressive sports franchises in the world, you started seeing guys who look like me and sound like me go, they're a bunch of thugs, a bunch of, overplayed shit, bunch of over, overpaid punks, man, to just shut up and play. Let me repeat one more time. Anybody who ever says that an athlete just shut up and play, you should shut up and do your job. You know, if it's your job to, like, you know, uh, pick the lint out of your belly button, which, by the way, if you're one of those people constantly going, just shut up and play, I'm done. Don't the NFL, don't the NBA? Your job is probably picking the lint out of a uh, overweight man's belly button, and you should just stick to that. Just shut up and pick lint. You bunch of lint pickers! Hey, a bunch of damn lint pickers! Uh, my hats off the entire NBA for finding a way to play. Uh, you know, a lot of those players went through a tough time. Uh, yeah, they are young, and they are, for the most part, wealthy. Even the poorest of them is uh, makes much more than. Uh, the median income in the United States of America, that is true. Okay, but the majority of them came up poor. More majority of them came up uh, in uh, difficult circumstances, a good part of them, a good portion of them. Or they come from other countries uh, that where they came up in difficult circumstances. They come from Eastern Europe or China or other countries. And a lot of them, man, were really torn. They were really torn uh, during uh, this time of... Uh, uh, Of strife and woe and concern, and uh, calls for racial justice whether they should even play at all. And some seriously, some NBA players seriously demanded a boycott. Uh, The Milwaukee Bucks, uh, matter of fact, they took a couple days off in protest during this playoff run as uh, the news is constantly peppered with stories and videos and pictures of uh, uh, people of color being uh, uh, shot unarmed on the nation's streets. But they chose to continue on, and by continuing on, they gave, even if you don't like them, even if you don't like watching sports anymore, as you're flipping around your channels looking for something, you come across them, it gives a certain sort of stability, a certain amount of continuity, and a little ray of hope that things can someday, and they will, get back to normal, you know? So, did they give up a lot financially? Um uh, a lot of the teams did because they can't, they don't have any fans, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of the organizations did, a lot of the people that sell uh, paraphernalia and baskets, uh, hats and basketballs and stuff, they gave up a lot, did the players give up some money, I don't know, a lot of them did donate money, but what they gave up emotionally, what they gave up dealing with this was pretty darn big, as is your sacrifice as well, so I'm not going to put them down for speaking their mind. Damn it, I speak my mind. You speak your mind. I see you on Facebook. I see you announcing things, talking about things. You give things up. You take risks. You take gambles. You take, there's, there's a fine line between an acceptable risk. There's a fine line between a gamble based on the possibility of winning and being foolish and stupid. And so many of you take those great risks and take those gambles. uh, And uh, my hat is off to you. I'm not wearing a hat today. See, you're not taking a hat risk, Don. You're not risking taking off your hat. You know what? Because you ain't wearing a hat. Uh, All right, enough about that. Hey, uh, but you know what? We're going to go on and we're going to have fun. We're going to continue to have fun. And uh, let me tell you one of the ways that we're going to have fun. Man, do I have an action-packed day tomorrow. This is one of the ways that I have fun. I stay busy. You stay busy, too. We're going to have an action panel tomorrow at 4 p.m. I'll be watching the, um, uh, uh, the filming, the taping, the zooming of a brand new comedy pilot put together by uh, my good friend Abhinav Goyal and several other people who I work with on a regular basis. Uh, when that's going to be released, we will certainly let you know. But, uh, you know, they brought me in as an advisor on this particular project, a young comic named Abhinav Goyal, one of the last people to headline Tempe Center of the Arts and sold it out, by the way. Very, very funny guy. Guy that's traveled with me to New York and St. Louis and Los Angeles. And he took on this project on his own and asked me to be the advisor. And to be honest with you, I haven't had to do a lot of advising. Every time they've come to me, I go, looks like you guys got it. Look like you guys got it. Tomorrow, 4 p.m., they'll be filming. And I will be uh, sitting in on the filming of it. Kind of like the way I am now. And that's going to be exciting. Doing that at 4. Then at 6 on Thursday, I get to teach my beginning class. 7 o'clock I actually have a homeowner association meeting, all this on Zoom, but then I'm going to click off. This is what I'm going to be doing tomorrow night. This is going to be nuts, you know, but this is one of the things we get to do because we live in the land of Zoom. Okay. Four o'clock on Zoom, six o'clock on Zoom, seven o'clock on Zoom, and I'm going to click off uh, right around 7.30, 7.45 and walk from the back room of Phoenix's latest and greatest Stand up comedy club, JP's Comedy Club, and take the stage and entertain people live in a safe, socially distanced setting at JP's Comedy Club, 860 East Warner Road, Gilbert, Arizona. Tickets are available at jpscomedyclub.com. JP's Comedy Club.com. You can pick up tickets for that show. Our good friend Jim Perry uh, took the risk, took the gamble. He goes, Man, people need to get out, and now's the time to start something new. You know what? And that's so very cool. You know, and uh, I've done it with all the work we've done on Zoom. You've done it with so many things that you're doing. So uh, we're going to take a, uh, uh, we're going to do a safe uh, social distance show Thursday night at JP's Comedy Club, Friday night two shows and Saturday night two shows, five shows. And I got to be honest with you, I can't tell you how many years it's been since I've done a five show run over three nights, but we're going to do it. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have fun. On one of those nights, ladies and gentlemen, on one of those nights, we're going to give, uh, you talk about, uh, you know, so many new things have not been good things in the last few months. You know it and I know it. So many new things have frightened us, have scared us, concerned us, caused us anger and anxiety and hoopla and weirdness. But something new will arrive Saturday night, the first show. JP's Comedy Club. And you know what it'll be? It'll be the first time that people will actually be able to see live a Tony Physic bobblehead. And there it is. And there he is. And that's it. Is that look at it? Is that me? Is that me? Hi. Hi, everybody. It's Big Tony and Little Tone. <laughs> this is a Tony Physic Bobblehead, ladies and gentlemen. There are only three. One, two, three. Three Tony you there, there's the name right there. Now, this one we're keeping because the name's a little messed up. The other ones are perfect. There are only three Tony Vizic bobbleheads in the entire world. Hey, hey, I got a little man on my shoulder. Hold on, hold on. There you go. It's like an angel and a devil. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead. Man, don't do it. You get in trouble. No way, man. No, just go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. See what happens. You're 65. Take a shot. Man, you might live to be 95. What if you screw up really bad? Don't listen to him. He's a spoiled. He's a thug. The NBA. They're a bunch of jerks. No, man. Come on. We're just people. <laughs> yeah, I don't these these are not dolls. This is not a doll. It's a bobblehead. Damn it. There's only three in the entire world, and I'm going to give one away. And I'm going to give it away Saturday night, the first show, at J.P.'s Comedy Club. Uh, my, the producer of my show, who just happens to be my wife, uh, Shirley Alo-Visic, Uh she's going to dig up the uh, what we used to use, when we used to do some independent shows and independent venues. We went out and bought a bunch of those, like little raffle ticket tickets, and that's what we give people, and they paid. Uh, so if they were, uh, went in and out, they'd had their ticket. Uh I got a bunch of those. And with every everyone who purchases a ticket and enters JP's Comedy Club Saturday night for a show is gonna be given a raffle ticket. And sometime in that show we're gonna stop the action. We're we'll gonna stop it. We'll stop it. We're gonna pull a name from a hat. Cheryl, hand me the hat. Cheryl, hand me the hat. This is the official. There it is. Look at that. Nothing up my sleeve. Presto. This is the official hat, okay? You're going to bring the hat. You're going to bring the raffle tickets. And then we're going to put all the tickets in the hat. And then we're going to have someone come up. We're going to go around. It. And we're going to pull one ticket out. One ticket. And whoever's ticket, whoever has that ticket, will win. One of only three Tony bobbleheads in the entire world. I'm going to keep the other two. No one else is getting them. They're mine. Maybe one of the grandkids. I don't know, you know. Some kids aren't into bobbleheads. They, they have uh, psychological problems. Um, but I'm going to have them. So there will only be three in the entire world. And someone is, some lucky person, lucky person is going to win. Okay? So if you are in the greater Phoenix area, Saturday, and you feel comfortable, okay? And you go, all right, I'm, I feel good about this, okay? And you have a mask. And we, have, we will actually have masks supplied for people who forget one. But uh, if you have a mask, you have your hand sanitizer and stuff, and you're comfortable being in a room where people are sitting six feet apart for, you know, uh, a little less than 90 minutes, if you're comfortable doing that, come on down, and you could be a winner. All right. Uh, Kevin Brown says, And like magic, Abhinav Goyal appears. Yes, Abhinav Goyal uh, who was traditionally late, is now late for the show. We were saying all kinds of nice things about Abhinav, and he wasn't here. Kevin Brown says, that bobblehead makes you T. It's like you're a terrorist now, Tone. You to bomb. And Paul Whitney says, and you make fun of action figures? Yes, I do. I think it's silly for grown men to play with action figures. I don't play with dolls. These damn Him and all the ones over there, they're not dolls. They're not toys. They're not action figures. They're bobbleheads. They have a life of their own. They talk to me. Uh, (laughs) um, And I don't collect them. I rescue them. Bobblehead rescue. Uh, Oftentimes, bobbleheads, from the night they are given away or purchased, it's a major sporting event, which is how most bobbleheads uh, uh, come into the world. Okay. Uh, sometime, at some point, they are then lost, and at sometimes, at some point, they are just tossed aside, treated like rubble, like trash, like basura, like some moricon. And we rescue them and give them a home and safety and warmth, and that's what we do. Hey, uh, who put up all the anger uh, things all of a sudden? I don't know. Was that Paul Whitney? Were you? Uh, have, were you I <laughs> me? Okay, I think I heard Paul Whitney's feelings. I'm sorry. All right, you know what, Paul Whitney, you should be happy. You don't like the Clippers. You like the Mavericks. The Mavericks lost, and uh, now the Clippers have lost, and now we're even, and now we can both uh, um, um, either hate on or root for the Lakers. Okay, uh, that's all the cool stuff I was telling you about. Oh, you know what I'm doing tonight that's cool at 6 p.m. is um, uh, I'm going to um, take off my pants run down the street going to Wally Wallahoo, and you know what, and see if that gets me any attention. Woo! like that. No, I'm not going to do that. I see the in doing something like that, just to see what kind of attention you get. But uh, instead, at 6 p.m., I will be, um, uh, I I will be, uh, uh, what is it? Kim Brown says, glad to know I wasn't the only one who's seen. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, I will be teaching my advanced comedy workshop, some of the funniest people in the nation. Uh, I will be able to uh, spend time with tonight, and I mean that, and some of the uh, coolest and most creative people at 6 p.m. tonight. If you ever thought about doing a stand-up comedy workshop live in person or online, please go to comedyschools.com or send me a message here at my Facebook page, Tony Vizick, and we'll see about getting you into a uh, free intro class so you can check it out. Get you a beginning class and an advanced class, and we will have a good time, okay? So we got all that going on. Uh, Let's get to the music, shall we? Uh, Kim Brown said, the angry faces, the angry faces. Yeah, I don't know where they came from. I don't know who sent that. Was that Paul? Kevin, do we know? Paul, was that you? Uh, so generally, uh, I recommend like two artists or two pieces of music uh, based on um, our uh, music collection here. Um, and uh, sometimes it's someone obscure. Sometimes it's someone everybody knows. Sometimes it's someone who is extremely famous at one point in their life. Or a, a band that was extremely famous and is now... Uh, 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 yeah, Paul Whitney says, maybe. It was you, Paul. You're the anger culprit. This show's about love, Paul. Um, and you forgot about that artist. You know, sometimes it's about making things old and new again. Uh, I always tell people that a uh, a group practice create is look at uh, old things in a new way or new things without uh, prior judgment. Uh, so a lot of times when we're recommending something, we're hoping you don't judge. Oh, I don't like rock. I don't like cult. Uh, country I don't like jazz I don't like rap etc but I'm gonna listen see how it affects me or it's gonna be something I used to listen to and I'm like I'm hearing it for the very first time generally it's one uh today I got a great cd though I want to share with you uh there were these guys that put together these compilations starting in the 70s called uh nuggets and uh it was a rhino record thing and I'll tell you more about rhino records in a little bit but it was this uh um Small little independent label did these compilations of sometimes weird and offbeat songs or songs from a particular era and put them all together and really kind of define something. Here is a nugget CD. I have some nuggets albums. look at that cool uh, look at that cool uh, album artwork. Nuggets and that's very 60s, very Peter Max like. Peter Max was a popular um, uh, artist in the 1960s. Matter of fact, if you ever see the Beatles cartoon of Yellow Submarine, it's all Peter Max's work. This is evocative of that and also really evocative of the, uh, the type of art, pop art, pop art, that was being done um, uh, in that era. Who, who did I call dolls? Oh, did I, Paul Whitney, did I call action figures dolls and that's why you're upset? I'm sorry, Paul, I'm sorry. I apologize, Paul. I hope you feel better. How about I give you a big emotional hug? Okay, how about, um, uh, and because they call them dolls and hurt your feelings, how about me and my bobbleheads, okay, give you a big emotional hug? How about me and my bobbleheads give, me, give you and your dolls? <laughs> <laughs> I when said you're with dolls? Emotional hug. Oh, my wife. Said, I'm playing with dolls. You know what? I can't argue with her because she's my wife. And if you argue with your wife, then uh, she'll set fire to your bed while you're in it. So um, that happened uh, years ago, and there's not a married man in the world that hasn't gone, you know what? I shouldn't piss her off too much. She'll She'll sew me up in the sheets and set fire to the bed. So on this CD, uh, there are so many good uh, things from the psychedelic era. So psychedelic music was music that was kind of inspired by uh, a lot of new technology, A lot of the things that uh, 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 little fuzz, the way they could play guitars with fuzz tones or wah-wah pedals and different types of amps and actually incorporating feedback into... Here's an interesting thing. like Guys like Jimi Hendrix incorporate a lot of feedback into their music. And it became a new way to make sounds that that just really struck in a positive way at the heart of many people. It was a mistake... It was a mistake that turned out to be a positive thing. And no one from my era questioned, which is what a cool sound, man. Now years and years and years after that, uh, as the uh, hip-hop era was uh, uh, coming along and uh, they started uh, scratching, playing records backwards, put the needle on the record, put the needle on it. It actually started out as a mistake where a DJ had two turntables at a house party Try to go back and forth, but the scratch and all of a sudden was able to realize that he could make a transition from this album to that album by doing a little scratch thing, and that the little scratch could actually create a transition. A mistake led to a really cool sound. The psychedelic era was uh, very indicative because of fuzz tones, wah pedals, and uh, uh, feedback. And uh, some of the bands on this particular CD, man, uh, just really, really, really uh, uh, utilized all that sort of new technology very well. Uh, on this, we have I Had Too Much Dream Last Night by the Electric Prunes. Nothing uh, really kind of uh, epitomizes uh, the sound and the excesses of the psychedelic era than the Prunes, I Had Too Much Dream Last Night, one of the lost great bands of uh, the 60s. And also, all of, that was what opens this album. And number 20 is a great tune called Shape of Things to Come. Uh, it was from the motion picture, Wild in the Streets, which was a, a 60s youth-inspired uh, wild hippies in the street kind of movie. It was by a group called Mac Frost, Max Frost and the Troopers. I kind of think they were kind of a studio band. Uh, there's a, if you really want to hear something different that uh, you probably don't know, even if you're from that time, you uh, go to youtube and uh type in shape of things to come by max frost and the troopers and you hear kind of a pretty good kind of dark kind of spooky kind of militaristic but at the same time psychedelic poppy uh, uh new world kind of sound uh also on here is uh, pushing too hard by the seeds i got a great seed story i told very early in the history of this broadcast i'll tell the rest of, i'll tell it to you again later on this week uh the seeds were a great band uh what a, a Psychotic Reaction by Count Five. And uh, The Human beings doing Nobody But Me, which is my, one of my still all-time favorite f- songs. Nobody Can Do the Boogaloo Like I Do. So a lot of these bands uh, were really one-hit wonders. A lot of these bands uh, never really saw The Light of Day again or only had a couple more hits and then disappeared in op- obscurity. But a lot of these bands, for people of my age or my era, they kind of left an imprint in our hearts and minds and souls that is still positive today, man. Uh, so, and and that's why I continue to listen to new stuff. The only reason I don't listen to rap music more, and the only reason I don't buy rap music, because a lot of it's really good. Every once in a while, I have Sirius Satellite, and I will just got to switch over and uh, uh, to... Uh, hip-hop nation listen to it the only reason that i don't buy it or listen to it is i will not buy or listen to any songs or music that if i sang along to them and someone heard it i could be fired And most hip-hop music uses racial pejoratives that if I use them, I would be fired. Now, I have no intention to use them. I don't have a desire to use them. I'm not angry that I'm not supposed to use them. None of that. But I'm just saying, it just strikes me as ridiculous. I'll buy this record. But if I sing along to it, yeah, you're my blah, 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 and she's my blah, 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 that I would be fired. So, uh, all right. So our recommendation today is just uh, two bands, okay? Three, okay? Uh, The Electric Prunes, I Had Too Much Dream Last Night. Shape of Things to Come by Max Frost and the Troopers and Pushing Too Hard by the Seeds. YouTube any three of those, and you will hear music that was only created during a certain period of time, okay, but lives on forever in the hearts and the minds of young idealistic pseudo-hippies of the late 60s and early 70s like me. All right, that's our show. I'm gonna be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with another great show for you. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line With a Tony Visick. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, YouTubers.